The following is a presentation of Dating Kinky, built by Kingsters for Kingsters, Poly, Queer, Trans folk, and anyone not quite vanilla. And it's free. Featuring personalities as their authentic selves, this is What Women and Other Wonderful Humans Want, presented by Dating Kinky. It's an intimate conversation with people inside the kink and fetish worlds, as well as educators, sex-positive personalities, and other amazing people sharing their stories of what makes them who they are. And now, here is our own wonderful human with the questions, John or as he is known around the kink and fetish community. Hi there, Catsuit. Hello there, Nookie, and to our listeners, welcome. There are many times when I will book a guest for the show and realize that there are so many different stories that I can tell about them. But in the case of today's guest, there was a story that she hadn't given to anyone and decided that she wanted to tell that story here. And are we ever honored that she's doing it? Mistress Melicia, professional dominatrix, women's mentor, creative director, and event curator. What first began as a path of self-exploration turned into a career as an internationally renowned dominatrix who is now passionate about leading women on the mistress journey. After graduating in psychology, literature, and feminism, she traveled worldwide, which opened her mind to the diversity of human nature and led her into the realm of BDSM. She has worked for six years as a professional dominatrix, which allowed her to have her own divine feminine power. It also taught her a lot about the shadow parts of the human mind and how to navigate power dynamics effectively. Her mission is to dismantle patriarchy, destigmatize kink, and to guide women who want to step into their own authentic power. Mistress Melicia, on what women and other wonderful humans want. questions that establish the story. Five questions about firsts, bringing back the genesis of the character behind the human. It's the first five, and it starts now. First time you realized that there was something kinky about your mind. The first time I realized I was kinky about my mind um, was when I... I guess I saw 
something that reminded me of fantasies I had as a child. So I know that my first really torturous <laughs> fantasies I've had, I was a very young child and I don't remember what movie I watched, but then it clicked that what was in my like uh, visions as a child was a form of torture that was providing me pleasure and I didn't really make the connection until way later when with one of my partners uh, she loved when I was putting a leash on her and in our intimacy and uh doing you know like more kinky but intimate things in a very personal context and uh, then we both started going to parties where we would explore this in front of people. And we learned a lot about that. And I made the connection that as a child, I was already really into everything that was a bit deviant and perverse, perverted. And when my mom would use the term, uh, this is perverted, uh, with a negative connotation, I actually was, it was triggering something inside of me that excited me. Like, oh, I actually want to go there you it, it seems forbidden it seems like something that is not allowed and that always was something that was a trigger for me of interest something I wanted to go towards <laughs> first time you realized you had a powerful personality um maybe when I was five years old and there was this little German kid that was speaking to me in German. I couldn't understand what he was saying. And I just slapped him and pushed him down. And that was recorded by my mother who uh, showed it to, uh, um, to, who shows it to my partners. <laughs> She's like, careful. She's always been like that. You know, um, I always had a very strong personality. So I don't think there was a moment that actually I was like, oh, I realize I have that. It's always been very natural for me. Do you remember the first time when you decided you were going to go pro as a dominatrix? Yes, I lived in uh, Melbourne in Australia, and I was with uh, my girlfriend at the time. And uh, I was in a place where, I mean, it's a new world to explore and no one knows me there. I can be whoever I want. I can do whatever I want. And if I fuck up, well, I can just leave and <laughs> it doesn't matter really it's not going to have an impact. So I decided to explore being a professional dominatrix there for the first time. And it started just with me being like, oh, I'm going to use my strap on. I already use my strap on all the time with you. I could use it with men and uh, be in that industry under like my own uh, control and knowing that I work for myself and just explore that side of me with men without them being able to touch me but to me doing whatever I want with them so it all started back then in Melbourne <laughs> first time you realized that the patriarchy was something that you wanted to overcome that actually took a while it was when I was doing my feminist studies degree at university and I through literature and everything that we were discussing, I realized the intense uh, system we live in and why I have been feeling so oppressed and everything started making sense in my life. And I felt not alone. There was so many other 
um, resources that proves that this is something everyone is uh, affected by. But I first only saw it as an issue that affects women. And eventually through my work as a dominatrix is how I saw how much it affects just everyone. When we come back on What Women and Other Wonderful Humans Want, we will continue and tell you an amazing story of why Mistress Melicia will never be alone. We do this show without paid advertisers and provide it to you as a labor of love. If you want to help the show, as well as contribute to Catsuit's conference fund to get live interviews and teach some amazing classes, you can give at bit.ly slash thanks, Catsuit. Now let's hear from some of Catsuit's friends with some messages for you. Welcome to the Yoniverse. I'm Scarlett. And I'm Anya. The Flaming Yoni podcast is a celebration of the beautiful and unique expressions of female sexuality. From asexual to megasexual, from lifelong monogamy to relationship anarchy, from deep spiritual bonds of sacred union to spur the moment flames. It is all infused with Yoni energy. Search for the Flaming Yoni on your favorite podcast platform. You will not leave the same as when you came. Are you curious about kink but don't know where to begin? (laughs) Or maybe you have a friend who, while they appreciate your interest in BDSM, they don't really understand what it's all about. You should check out Kink for the Curious. It's a fun little activity book with color pages and word finds, lots of silly puns, (laughs) Uh, but lots of solid, BDSM and kink information written by somebody who's been in the business for almost 30 years. Kink for the Curious, a BDSM activity book for beginners, written by Princess Natasha Strange, that's me, (laughs) is available on Amazon. Go get it now. We invite you to connect with us on social media so you can follow all the great news about the show. You can find us on Twitter at WhatWomenWantP1, on Instagram at WhatWomenWantPodcast, and on FetLife at WWWPodcast. And if you want to follow the host, that's easy, as on Twitter, Instagram, and FetLife, he is Hi There Catsuit. And now back to What Women and Other Wonderful Humans Want, presented by Dating Kinky. Thank you, Nookie, and welcome back to the program. Joined from Montreal by Mistress Melicia, who recently put on Instagram one of the most beautiful pictures I've ever seen. We are so used to seeing amazing women dominatrices fetish people wearing latex but malicia you took this to a whole different level by revealing that you're going to be a mom how beautiful was that process knowing that you wanted to do it in that way um i'm glad you say beautiful because usually what i get is how controversial it is um it took me 
a while to decide to uh, post these photos that I took about my pregnancy in, in latex. I wanted to merge both of my identities, my identity as a woman who uh, is uh, very empowered in her sexuality, who loves fetish, who loves um, the fetish of latex, fetish wear, and who is um, bold in what she wears and how she is, but also my new identity as a, as a mother. So merging these identities together was for me a statement and it was a way to reveal what's behind the curtain because in everyday life uh, not everyone knows what I do for work so to reveal that I'm a dominatrix is showing what's behind the curtain but for the kink community and in the world of BDSM and fi uh, female domination and even professional domination what's behind the curtain is actually my private personal life so I merged also the personal and the professional in this photo shoot when you discovered you were pregnant what were your emotions well at first it felt like something that um <laughs> I had to really consider like the logistics of that situation because it was not something I planned and yet it's something I've always wanted, but it never fit in my vision and never fit in like my lifestyle. So for me to actually decide, okay, now is the time. I don't know when that would have happened because I've been on such a roll and everything was kind of going so well that to really stop the the wheel and decide okay now I'm gonna have a child it wouldn't have happened before maybe so long that eventually I might have maybe not even done it so when it came to me my feelings were should I keep it or not should I take on this mission or not and I love exploring my edges. <laughs> I love uh, guiding people to explore their edges and go beyond their limits and to uh, expand beyond their comfort zone. So for me, that was the most uh, unconventional thing I could have done. The thing that really stretched me on all levels. So it uh, was a decision that created a lot of uncertainty. Uh, of course, there was uh fears that came uh there was also excitement about that what would this mean for me in my life and i think it uh, challenged me a lot even before i you know uh, gave birth the whole pregnancy was uh, in itself something that blew my mind <laughs> in terms of what my body and my mind can can create and go through it was a lot of emotions emotion it was like an emotional roller coaster when was the point that you realized you wanted to bring your two worlds together by the end of my pregnancy because that's when or maybe mid-pregnancy when I thought okay I can't um no at the end of my pregnancy because I was at the point where I thought I didn't feel aligned anymore just posting things that were not about what's actually going through, which takes so much of me. And I always posted the most uh, real things that were happening in my life, no matter how intense they were. So if I had a submissive cleaning my place, that was real, that was happening. I was posting that. That was my reality and my lifestyle. But now my lifestyle has shifted 
and to keep posting things that are not actually what I'm doing, I couldn't do that. I wouldn't do that, but I still wanted to um, not cut off everything I built and just be like, okay, now I'm a mom. So everything's over for me. It's more like, how can I merge these two worlds together? And at the same time, where is this going to bring me? Because I, through this pregnancy, I stepped out of the sex industry as a provider. And I moved on to mentoring and coaching and I built the dominatrix Academy. So for me, that was a way of like, con um, continuing on the path I was on, not just like stopping it or not showing what's happening. I didn't want to hide. I thought it's something that I wanted to speak up about because so many people go through it and we don't talk about it. So it's almost like it doesn't exist and seeing a mistress, as a mother was like, I get so many messages of all sorts of avenues related to this. So I know it was impactful, but I needed to do that because I didn't have any role models when I moved into motherhood. There was all the women I look up, looked up to that I was inspired by, they were not mothers. So it redefined what am I actually looking up to, who can be a role model. And eventually there was a a girl a coach I work with and she was like well you have to be that you have to be that role model if you don't find it it means you have to take up that role and one of my dear friends who's also a dominatrix she said you know we have to be trailblazers and you by having this child in this industry you position yourself as this so don't be scared to show it but of course, it involves a lot of other things. There is a lot of logistics because it's also a question of safety, a question of like, is it serving my career or is it serving my personal life? So a lot of thought had to be put into me coming out. <laughs> when you set up the photo shoot for the first time, were you nervous at all or were you just ultra confident because this is the real you? Uh, the photo shoot, I was very confident in uh, because the person with who I was shooting is a good friend of mine with who I've done a lot of photos and I knew he would be able to capture my vision and he's a latex fetishist as well. And when we discussed it, it was a collaboration and I thought we were very much aligned and on the same page of what we wanted this to be. So I actually felt like my true form, my most true form in that moment, like holding life and my most feminine because I'm a pretty uh, petite woman. But in that moment, I was very voluptuous and it's, I actually felt very sexy in my pregnancy and with the latex, it kind of highlighted my curves and I've never been that curvy. So it really felt empowering actually. When you decided to put the pictures out, what were some of the reactions you received? Uh, I would say 90% of my the reactions were reactions of people who were extremely inspired, uh, who were very touched, who uh, thought this was almost like a political move. Uh, it was uh, a lot of amazing feedback beyond the expectations that was like the majority and there was maybe a five percent of uh people who uh, were very shocked in a way that i expected but i thought it would be more i was surprised at how much people were actually 
onto it and how people loved it. <laughs> One of the things that just absolutely stood out to me was not only the confidence, but the fact of there was in this very strong person, a bit of vulnerability there as well. You're opening up a new side of you. Did you ever worry that that would hurt your power, so to speak? No, I thought it might hurt my brand, but not my power. And actually, I wanted to be more vulnerable. That's why I chose to show something which on one hand, uh, yes, is uh, very exciting that's happening, but it's very um, personal. And I've never felt since I'm a mother as strong, but also as soft. It's like I, I'm stronger and softer than I, I have ever been. And I know that that's something that can be seen in my photos because up until now, most of my photos have my more edgy, bold, even intimidating side. But I wanted to show that other side, especially because now I want to, with where my work is leading me, where I have, I've stepped into a new uh, type of um, industry as a mentor and as a coach, my audience, I want it to be women with who I connect on a vulnerable level. So I'm not speaking to men as much. I'm not uh, there to uh, be fetishized and to promote my pregnancy in a way that is for play or for male gaze or that type of, you know, visual pleasure. I actually wanted to connect to womanhood, motherhood, women, and to uh, show that we can be mothers, even if we are femme fatales, but also you can be a femme fatale and still be a mother. Have any of your contemporaries reached out to you and said, thankfully, you did this, and now I feel comfortable that I can do it too? Mm, what I received was more women who already have had children in the past mm. few years and who told me, wow, I wish I did that when I had my child or, oh, actually I have twins and no one knows, or, Hey, I actually went through this whole pregnancy thing and it was so hard to keep it hidden and to still like, you know, work and just like uh, not show my body in this way. And for me, the, I mean, all my pregnancy was hidden. I posted these photos after I gave birth. So it was, uh, Everything that was posted online, we didn't really see my whole body. And I thought it was kind of exciting that people were kind of left in the dark and that I had control over what people see. And keeping this secret was exciting me. But in the end, it became heavy because then it's like, okay, but what now? Like, is what's uh, my intention by keeping this for, like, if I stayed in the sex work industry and wanted to keep working only as a professional dominatrix, I may not have done that. But because I'm not now working with male clients as a professional dom, but more as a mentor to women, I felt more confident and comfortable to do this move. Describe the first moments you looked into the eyes of your child. <laughs> um, well, I was in a lot of pain because I gave natural birth without mm. painkillers. <laughs> So I suffered a lot. And the moment I saw him, I was uh, almost like out of 
like not fully like in this world it was kind of surreal like I couldn't really conceive what, what what was happening and that this was real I felt like I was high and I was in extreme pain at the same time so it just felt like yeah I would say just surreal <laughs> you said you looked at him and the first thing that went through my mind was this young man is going to learn the right way to be a man because you're going to be his mom. Mm. How amazing is that? Yeah, I thought I had a perfect chance to train a little boy from a very young age before he's uh, uh, tainted by society. I am so happy that you chose to share your story with me because as we've always talked about this show is so much about the authentic person behind what everybody sees you are not the picture that everybody fetishizes you are a lovely wonderful human being with a big heart and your heart is going out towards the the women who you want to make such a difference with. Is that particular mission even more powerful now that you're a mom? Because you realize I have part of the future here with me and I need to make his future even better. Oh, yes, totally. Um, already while running the first round of the the dominatrix academy last year me being pregnant i felt like already a mom dom to all the women i was <laughs> guiding and they were seeing me pregnant and dominating and it was uh, fascinating to see what i'm creating as an army of powerful women and doms while me being a mother and creating a life within my body and now that I gave birth and I am currently running this other round, the second edition, it's me going through everything I teach as I am leading these women on their journey. So I am on my matrescence, on my mother journey, which was kind of a rite of passage. And for me to lead them on their mistress journey requires a lot of things that I find similar. So I get to apply things that I teach to a whole other level in a very real way in my everyday life. And it brings it, it gives so much meaning to what I do as a pro dom because everything I go through in my personal life, I can then analyze and contemplate and then transmute into my teachings. And these women get to really learn from things that they can, they can then apply to their everyday life, whether they want to be mothers or not, but just that power, the power of the woman, the creatrix, the woman that brings life. We have that within us. And that energy is with what I lead. And I always have led with power, but now my power feels, I feel more powerful as a mother than I've ever felt as a mistress. And that is something that surprised me because I felt really powerful as a mistress, but now it's like my power comes from a, a place that is so real so inside of me as the actual woman I am 
seeing myself be able to go through that pregnancy and that labor. And it just showed me how powerful women actually are, which we know, but when you experience, you experience it, it's like you actually know. And that's how me now being with uh, these containers of women that I guide and mentor, it's, uh, it feels like my mission is even greater because these women it's like when you teach women power it spreads like it's it it impacts their relationships it impacts their everyday life and the world itself shifts when women step into their power one last question about motherhood and then i want to talk about your dominatrix academy and some of the things that you're doing as you look into the future with this young man by your side and you teaching him. What is the one thing that you want to see that is different when he turns 20 than when you turn 20? I mostly will want, do want him to know that he can be anything. He wants to be even things that are not the things we talk about in school, even the things that you don't see in the children's book that he can I will want him to be an entrepreneur, like someone who works for himself. So there is no limit to what he can create, who he can become, what he can do, uh, and that he's not going to be limited by what he should be. And I don't want to direct him to what he should be. I want him to tell me who he is or show me who he is. So by 20, I feel like what I would desire is for him to have an idea of what he wants and for that to be something that is uh, him and not something that he just thought he should be. It is an amazing story. And I thank you for sharing with us. And when we come back on What Women and Other Wonderful Humans Want, presented by Dating Kiki, we're going to talk about the Dominatrix Academy and some of the amazing things that the mistress teaches when we come back. Hi, this is Venus, and I have a special message going out to all the single ladies listening right now. What if you could have a committed, loving relationship with a partner who is monogamous to you, but who would love to see you have sexual experiences with others? Sounds too good to be true, right? Well, it's not. You really can have your cake and eat it too. You can have it all. Learn more at venusconnections.com. That's venusconnections.com. This is Alicia Zadig, author of the new book, Yes, Mistress. I'm also Mistress Alicia, a leading dominatrix and BDSM expert. My book, Yes, Mistress, takes you on a provocative, eye-opening journey into the erotic worlds of kink, fetish, and female domination. Join me for a fascinating conversation. Male submission is more common than you think and more rewarding than you can ever imagine. Yes, Mistress, now available on Kindle, and you can order your copy at yesmistress.com. Hi, Don. 
Hi, Dan. Recently, we put together a brand new book called Hearts and Collars, reflecting 20 years in a power exchange relationship. It's 350 pages of what we've been living for the past 20 years. Indeed, and it's got chapters like communication, power exchange and spirituality, how to be a leader, high protocol, becoming a follower, rituals, the new porch time, victim, survivor, and thriver, power exchange and polyamory, submissive versus wife, the practical contract guide, relationship short shorthand, as well as other tools and experiences we've had over the years. Check it out at eroticawakening.com slash hearts and collars. Bye, Dan. Bye, Dawn. Hi there. I'm Nookie. My pronouns are she, hers, and I'm the founder of Dating Kinky, a different kind of dating and educational site for kinksters, poly, queer, trans folk, and anyone not quite vanilla. And it's free. Catch me in my own podcast, Dating Kinky. And now back to John and their guest on what women and other wonderful humans want. Thank you, Nookie, and welcome back to the program. Still basking in that amazing story from Mistress Melicia. And now I want to talk about what you're doing now as far as mentorship and education. You have this beautiful Dominatrix Academy that you have set up. And what really, really strikes my heart is the fact that this is a complete program, not a program just to make somebody a dominatrix, but to make an entire person from the business acumen to the pitfalls that may happen to the great things that might happen to all the techniques. This is for the whole person. And I love that. Yeah, for me, it was a mandatory to include personal development in this academy because I that's what I learned through my journey that the I became the dominatrix I became when I started to work on myself through the work I was doing. And it shifted everything in my relationships with my subs and my sessions. Uh, I really became successful only when I started thinking of who am I as a woman doing this work, not just what should I do when I'm in a session? What should I do when I'm with you know, like a submissive or a client, but who am I as a woman doing this? Why am I doing this? And what does this mean about me? And where is this leading me? And what's, you know, I, I love digging deep into things. And I realized how many women come to my academy after going through other programs. And the fact that they learned all these things, but in the end, they still lack self-confidence. They still have these stories that keep them from fully stepping into their power. And you can't um, walk with confidence and dominate when the story you tell yourself is I'm not good enough underneath mm. everything. And for me, it, it's so important to work on the person you are if you wanna do this work. And, and that's what will set them apart from other doms because nowadays it's sur-saturated this industry and uh, what makes people stand out is them being themselves, but a lot of them don't know what that is. And they try to kind of just, I don't want to say copy others, but they just go with what they see, what they think things are, what they should be. And they forget about what initially is what they want 
as a woman, as the dom. If you're dominating someone, you're leading and you need to lead with what to lead. You need to know where you're going. So you need to know what you want. So it's all interconnected in, with like the person you are doing this. And, and that's how it's not going to feel like a role and the whole imposter syndrome that so many apparently feel. And for me, it all comes down to the work you put on yourself and to really ask yourself the right questions. Can you share a transformational story of one of your students that came in and you might've thought, I don't know if they've got this. And then by the <laughs> end, you were like, wow, they got this. Oh yeah, there's actually three girls from the previous uh round but i'm gonna share about one because even she was unsure about that mm. when she uh, initially came to me we had a one-on-one -on -one, um, mentoring call it wasn't for the academy then she saw i was doing the academy she was interested but she asked me can i just do the first courses that are more like on personal development because i have this my signature program which is the divine dom awakening which is a uh, program that is a three-month program like the dominatrix academy but more focused on becoming your innate dominant self and it's not focused on like the sex work industry or uh, professional domination but it still helps you become that that woman that is in charge and i just finished that program she had missed it but she wanted to tap into that um work related more to personal development and she asked me can i just do the first two classes and I thought, um, okay, it's the only time I'm going to do this in person. I'm actually doing it in person again. But back then I thought it would be the only time because I was going to have a child. So I didn't think I could do it again. So I thought, okay, she's in person. It's my only time doing it in person. Um, it's her only chance. So, okay, do just the first two classes. And then when she did the two, she's like, I want to do this. I think I can do it. The, but I don't see myself do the traditional female domination thing. And I'm like, but you don't need to do the traditional domination thing. And because of what I learned about her, so uh, I'm not going to reveal who it is, but let's just say that she specializes in things that are in the realm of computer hacking. And uh, for me, that was instantly a connection between what type of domination she could do and when i started talking to her and also her style everything was different than like the traditional femdom she has like this cyberpunk style she's interested in like technology she understands things that most of us don't in terms of tech and uh I told her, well, there's so many people that are interested in blackmail fetish and knowing that you can just jump onto their computer and see what they do and even financial domination, controlling their bank, you know, having access to their bank statements and controlling them financially uh, with the skills you have. This is something you could specialize in. And she didn't want to necessarily see people in person. So I was like, okay, well, everything is aligned. How do you feel about that? And she started getting so excited about that idea. She's like, yeah, actually I could, you know, and I could just like uh, start talking to them on the computer while they're doing something else. And they're like, where's that voice coming from? And I'm like, I've had people ask me to do things like that to them that I can't do and I don't do. So I know there is a demand for that because I have encountered it. I know there's a huge blackmail fetish, financial domination thing. And uh, 
it's something that not everyone could do, but she has tools and skills and knowledge and wisdom that she can apply. And with her image, instantly, like we created that vision. And by the end of the program, she had like this so creative, impeccable website where all her creativity and fantasies came to life. She's like, I will create these really long, very intense sessions that is like, you have to go through these different um, um, challenges to kind of lead to me. And it would be kind of scary, but also exciting. And it's like, all of us were like blown. It's like, whoa. And just her style and her confidence, her speaking up, she was very shy. And in the end at the graduation party, she was just like flogging uh, submissives and telling them kneel before me. And I was just like, oh my God, you're like another, you know, like you're not just another person. It's like this, this real powerful woman that was always within you now gets to speak up and show herself. So I'm, I was blown to see that transformation and she's not the only one, but I think that's maybe the most extreme one that I encountered, especially because of what her uh, expertise is going to be in. I know there's a thing called subspace. I know there's a thing called top space. Is mm -hmm. there something like that in education where you get this amazing energy that just totally takes you out of your head and allows you to just enjoy the moment when you teach? Oh, totally. And, and I think it's very natural for me to be in that. Um, so I'm naturally very caring and motherly. <laughs> like I'm a, I have a very strong mother archetype in general as a woman. And uh, when I'm with these women that I guide, I see them like my mentees and my mother energy comes out and seeing in their eyes when they have a breakthrough, seeing in their eyes when something just clicks, that aha moment. Uh, having their feedback when they thank me and give me gifts to just say, you changed my life. I can't believe, you know, how much I learned. And all that kind of feedback is a constant validation for me of that I should be doing this work. And it even has led me to want it to do it more than what I've been doing so far. And it's also related to the fact that, um, when I entered the sex work industry as a professional dominatrix, compared to where I was coming from, it felt like like I was free. I felt so free. I felt so independent. I felt like everything was possible at that moment. And six years later, right now, with where I see myself, it actually feels very restrictive to stay as a professional dominatrix. I feel very limited and having my Instagram shut down, not being able to work with payment processors that can, you know, uh, have my website built, uh, having always to have to censor myself. Um, be, you know, there's so many things that I think led me to where I'm at now and I needed to do that. But the mental space that these women get me to shows me the possibilities, which led me to create an even bigger vision for myself of where I see myself in the future. And that's why right now it feels very natural for me to step into this new uh, iteration of myself because that it gives me an actual 
high that I can transpose into everyday life. Uh, otherwise, it's like the high that I get from my scenes, it's kind of kept in the scene, kept in the dungeon, kept in an underground thing that I can't just like put it out everywhere in the world. This energy is kind of contained. And now I want this energy to spread and to affect everything, everywhere. And I feel like the feedback I get and the, the like the space, the top space I'm in, I it lingers even longer. It's not as uh, just like sporadic of like, oh my God, I'm so powerful. It actually shows me that my power is beyond like just this session, just this moment. It creates an impact on these women's lives, how their relationships changed. They don't, they break up with sometimes boyfriends because they realize these boyfriends were not respecting them and supporting them. They uh, decide, okay, I actually want to not live with this person anymore. Actually, I'm going to start, I'm going to sign up to this thing I've always wanted to sign up to. You know, it impacts them on such a great level versus the submissives I see, apart from my personal subs, but just clients. I feel like everything that we live, then it's kind of, they keep it for themselves. It's like their secret, but it's not necessarily going to then impact everything in their life because they don't want people to know this side of themselves. Whereas women who come to my classes and programs, they will then bring this out into the world, which will create like a ripple effect. And that for me keeps me also in a space where my impact is greater. Mm -hmm. It makes me think of, as you describe that, just what men are missing by not accepting the lessons that you gave them as a dominatrix to be able to use in their everyday life. Because many times when somebody's a client, people will come to you for a specific need. When if they opened up their minds and took the guidance that is given to them, they can actually live much better lives. <laughs> oh yeah, totally. But they tell me that. If only I could, but it's like, there's so much fear. It's mm. like, I feel like a lot of them are scared of the impact, but it's, it's how also a lot of people are scared to get out of their comfort zone, get out of their routine, get out of what they know, take a leap, you know, a leap of faith and how, they, you know, just shift an identity, own yourself, own your truth, stop hiding. Like that's something that a, a lot of people seem to not be able to do and at least they get to experience get a glimpse of what that feels like what that is when they come see me but to then have their whole lives kind of shift so they can embrace this side of themselves asks um, for a, a risk and not everyone is willing to take that risk but for those that do, that I have seen, uh, it does impact them in a, in, you know, in a beautiful way. But even if it means that they may not be able to be with the same person. But as I said, it comes with a lot of fears related to, you know, are they going to be, you know, lose their job, lose their kids? You know, all these fears come up of like, how is this going to impact my life? What are people going to think? But I think that the most the more people speak up about these things, the more natural is going to be is because we keep it hidden. Same thing as with my pregnancy. 
if I keep it hidden, then um, of course it's never gonna be seen as something normal. Of course, we're not gonna see mistresses as just normal women who have normal lives. It, we will always be put on this pedestal, this fantasy. And of course she doesn't, she's not also a mother. She doesn't also, you know, wear joggings and watch Netflix. No, she's not that. She's only this other thing that I see her as. And I want to show what's behind the curtain because I want us to be seen as real people, but that doesn't take away from our power or our dominance. And uh, that's why I think these men, by also coming out in some way, uh, would benefit. But I can understand why they they don't. And at the same time, I know a lot of them use what they learn about themselves and learn about uh, female domination they apply it in subtle ways in their life. Like I have made a few of my clients hire more women at their work. That was an impact that didn't necessarily require them to speak up about what they're into, but it created change. Or if they bought me lingerie, I would tell them, when was last time you bought your wife lingerie? Buy her lingerie as well. Uh, and I'm in, I, I mean, I serve the feminine. I serve the feminine. So through me, my submissives have to serve the feminine as well. And in that way, when I teach them that, I feel like it does impact their life, even without them having to really um, come out <laughs> as who they are. But of course, when you are in your truth is when you're the most in your power. So everyone benefits from vul being vulnerable and being truthful about who they are in the end game. <laughs> As we were getting ready to do our episode, I sent you the first draft of the social media pictures, and I had on there the mistress mindset to motherhood or something like that. And you were like, what does that mean? But to me, you have this wonderful mindset that you have developed for yourself Yes, that is the name of your business, but you have this beautiful set of tools that you've given yourself that I think is going to make you a terrific mom. All the things that you learn about how to answer the questions before they're even asked, to anticipate people's needs before they even realize they need them. Do you think that having that mindset of being the dominatrix is going to help you be a better mom or is being a mom going to help you be a better educator? I think it goes hand in hand. It feeds on it to each other because in the end it's, they're both me, <laughs> me uh, applying the lessons of it, like uh, uh, taking on everything that happens and, seeing it as an opportunity to learn and to grow and to expand and to elevate and to ascend. I called my brand Mistress Mindset, which is not like the name of a mistress. Like my name is Malicia, but mm -hmm. it's more like having the mistress mindset. Mm -hmm. And I, that's what I teach. For me, it's so important, the mindset you have. And I think with that mindset, being my mindset, uh, it makes me the mother that I will be and the educator that I'm, I am. So I think it's the lessons I uh, I learned through 
my courses, with the people I work with, the lessons I learn when I'm with my clients in a professional domination session and what I will learn as a mother, they will all kind of create this multidimensional person who it will feed onto every area. It's, it's things that I can apply everywhere. And I try to use usually to use everything I learn and see how I can apply it in every area of my life, always seeing it as an opportunity for growth and to better myself. And this is how I roll. <laughs> what an exciting time you have ahead of you. <laughs> yes, it's uh, going to be quite the adventure. <laughs> I appreciate you sharing the story of your adventure and we will definitely keep up with you and follow your journey and adventure and whatever we can do to support your dominatrix Academy and the mission that you have to make this world a better place through not only the mistress side, but the motherhood side. Thank you so much for being with us. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure to, uh, to speak with you today, John. <laughs> I was so fascinated in Mistress Melicia's story just when she was doing the Dominatrix Academy and her life as a pro-dominatrix. But when she said she was going to share the story of motherhood with me, I just absolutely was so thankful. And I hope you enjoyed the conversation as well. Here's what's coming up on the next edition of What Women and Other Wonderful Humans Want, presented by Dating Kinky. She is the eyes of FetishCon and a sub-educator. We get to meet sweet girl Julia next time on What Women and Other Wonderful Humans Want. A new edition of the show premieres next Tuesday, wherever you get your podcasts. Special thanks to Mistress Melicia for being with us. I do so appreciate her joining us, and I appreciate you joining us. I'm John, also known as Hi There Catsuit. I hope I've earned the privilege of your time, and I remind you to always remember consent and to love each other always. What Women and Other Wonderful Humans Want connects with you. Join us on Twitter at WhatWomenWantP1. On Instagram at What Women Want Podcast. For our kinky friends on FetLife at WWW Podcast. And now, select shows are available in video format at youtube.com slash dating kinky. This has been a presentation of Dating Kinky, built by kinksters for kinksters, poly, queer, trans folk, and anyone not quite vanilla. And it's free. 